This is a Hoff Studios podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition of a Total Degenerate Podcast. I am your host, Michael Ellison. Had um, a fun weekend, did some did some comedy. It was a fun night. There was a lot of uh, cougars out at that show. They were out in force in Smithtown. Apparently, that's what goes on in Smithtown is 55-year-old women ro- roam the streets lurking on innocent 21 year old boys that's basically what's going on it's kind of it's like the pedophilia we're all okay with I guess is when it's women and they're older and they're lurking on the the young men we allow it it's okay it's acceptable um but yeah it was a fun show uh we had a good time uh I had work earlier in the day and I had to deal with um the bread guy. So I got to how do I tell you guys the story of the bread guy? So basically when my bosses sold the place, um there was a lot of vendors that needed to be dealt with and the one that's the most painstaking pain in the ass seems to be Steve the bread guy. Nobody wanted to deal with Steve. And it's not because Steve's a dick or something. That's it's actually quite the opposite. Steve is about as nice of a man as you're ever going to meet. There's it's they don't get more genuinely kind than Steve. But Steve's also, you know. The problem with Steve is he's a little he's a little naive, you know. That 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 kindness comes with a a lack of um, real world experience. You know what I mean? Like there's um, there's something very dumb about his kindness. Is what I guess the way I'm trying to what I'm trying to say. It's like he's not uh, he's not a bright man. You know, he's very he like he definitely grew up in like a small town with very. Uh, you know, simple, like, you know, church was a day out type of mentality. You know what I mean? Like, that's the type of guy I'm talking about here. So it's like, God, is he nice? But holy shit, is he fucking stupid? He is so just not on the level as the rest of society. He's, there's a reason he's just driving the bread truck. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's the thing is I really shouldn't say that because he's not just driving the bread truck. He's he's driving the whole fucking he's the whole thing. I mean. Yeah, he he doesn't just drive the bread truck. He is the like the business like he's the guy. He's the one that has to do all the, the shit. 
So nobody wants to deal with old Steve. So I, of course, get stuck talking to Steve all the time. And the problem with Steve is I, um, he, he, he gets way too much into his personal life. Everything is like, you know, he has to tell you about, you know, all the trials and all the tribulations going on in his day to day. And it's very difficult to not want to just kind of be like, Steve, shut the fuck up. I, I, this is about the bread, Steve. Our relationship is about the bread. You know what I mean? Like literally that's what it's about. Actual bread. I don't really want to hear all about, you know, how your your wife's hip hurts and, you know, your doctor didn't give you your new blood pressure medication and you've been feeling a little faint lately and it's hard to get an appointment and you can only go on Wednesdays because on Wednesday, you know, it, like enough. I mean, again, I, I, I wish the guy well. I don't you know, have any, I don't want him to die or something bad to happen to him. But, you know, I, I just, can we talk about the bread? Can you just bring the bread? Can we just bring the bread? And and on top of it, can you bring me the bill? Because that's the other thing. Steve, Steve is like the weirdest business owner I've ever met because he doesn't seem to want to get paid. He's never very concerned about actually getting the money. I don't know why. You would think he would want the money. Most people want the money. That's what I. That's why I think most of us get up every day is because we want money. Money, money, yeah. Not Steve. Not for Steve. Steve likes to do his job for free and then stress about it later. I don't know why this is his habitual habit. Habitual habit. Wow, that's redundant. Uh, this is his routine though. I, um, I've been trying to talk him out of this routine. You know, I'm like, Steve, it would be so much better if we could just pay you every week. You know what I'm saying? Like, instead of paying for the bread, once it gets up to a point where you can't afford to live anymore. And now you're like, Hey, you owe us for like bread for four months. Like, how about we just give you the the money weekly? We want to pay you, Steve. And he's like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. But did I tell you about how my wife has a bunion? And, it, and then he'll talk about the bunion. And you're like, I don't, I want to vomit. <laughs> Obviously, you know, who wants to hear about the bunion? But like, he, he's like, he won't give you the bill. Like, I actually had to yell at him last week. I was like, send me a fucking bill. I want to give you money, you piece of shit. I didn't call him a piece of shit, but I should have called him a piece of shit. I should have been like, listen up, fuckface. Before you tell me some other story about some horrific medical issue that has hit your household, I need a fucking bill for the bread. That's all I'm asking for. I'm asking to pay you. Is this really that hard? Do you not want, like, are you in this for for charity work? How do you live? I don't understand how you live 
Because apparently he's like this with every fucking client. He doesn't bill anybody until it gets excessive. And then he goes, oh, geez, I don't know how I'm going to get by. It's like, how about you just charge everybody for your fucking services when you provide the service? Like every other business model that's ever been created. But no, he can't do it. It's not in his blood. It's not in his DNA. He's he's in, he's incapable. He has to tell me about how bad his sleep was the night before, or you know uh, how you know his former driver was like a son to him. That was the story the other day. He's like, you know, I lost my driver, and I was like, oh, I'm I'm sorry. He's like, you know, I didn't lose him because like I had to fire him. Cause I love that kid, and I was like, "That uh, I understand." You know, it was a time. He was like, "It was time for him to move on." He's built for better things. I'm like, "That's that's nice." Like, do you understand, Mike? Do you understand that I love that guy? I love that kid like he was my own. I still love him. I te- I text him every day, Mike. I'm like, "That's that's wonderful." Like, I got to hear about this weird. Broke back mountain relationship between Steve and his driver. Uh, like, all right. So did he, did he, he made you feel a certain way for the first time in a long time. That's great. How about the bread? Could we just do the bread? Remember, remember when it was about the bread, Steve? He's like, no, Mike, you don't understand this kid. We have a kinship. He actually said the words kinship. Like, Stop telling me about your bond this is a fucking this isn't even a conversation to have with your wife let alone you know what i mean like this is a conversation for the counselor when you go to counseling of some sort the therapist the the psychologist the psychiatrist whatever whoever's giving you the meds steve that's that's the converse you have this conversation about how you had this weird kinship with your driver you don't bring that to me. I'm not here for that. I'm here for the fucking bread. <laughs> fucking Steve, though, man. He can't help it. So, like, I, you know, I just... It's been a lot lately with Steve, you know? I mean, now I'm trying... I'm at the point where, like, I'm trying to... Because he's telling me, you know, he got into a fight with his wife... Yeah, like, I get everything. Like, I'm not, like, that's the thing. It's like, I could literally write this guy. I should write the, the, the story of his life. I could tell you every, I could tell you about his college years. Whatever you want to know, I know the story. So him and his wife, they got into it. They got into a bad one. And, of course, it was, it's not a shocker what the fight was over. The fight was over money because his wife... <laughs> I can't even, I can't even get it out. It's so good. His wife is mad because they're falling behind on the bills. And they're falling behind on the bills because Steve's not sending out the bills to anybody. So now the wife, the wife took it upon herself. She's like, fuck this shit. Why is he giving everybody bread for free? And I'm sitting over here worried how we're going to pay the fucking mortgage this month. Sweating it out. So she started calling customers and collecting. 
good honor. And Steve was like, why don't you mind your business? So they got into a big, nasty fight. But, I mean, she could say the same. Why don't you mind your business? Go mind it. Go fucking collect the money, you fucking idiot. So I think about Steve's wife's side as far as the fight, but he's telling me about it, and he's telling me about how mad she got him. He's like, Mike, I was so mad. I didn't know... I didn't want to say something terrible, but I felt like I was going to. So, like, you know, and he doesn't deal with his anger well because he's too nice. He's, you know, I, I can kind of relate to that sometimes. Like, it's hard to be mean, and therefore, like, you don't want to express your anger because you feel like you're being mean. And, um, you know, I was trying to help Steve through it, so I was like, Steve, like, you got to learn, you know, count backwards from 10. If you count backwards from 10 and you just breathe, by the time you're done counting, you, you realize, like, you, you got a cooler head and you don't want to lash out, right? So I'm trying to help him. So I'm telling him, you know, you got to count backwards from 10, you know, that, that will help. You know, you'll feel better. Uh, you know, and I actually, I used it. It worked out pretty well because then I started being, like, I was like, Steve... You're going to have to count backwards from 10. Speaking of 10, that that's the amount of breads I want you to bring us tomorrow. You know, it's been a little slow, so we don't need our normal 20. So just bring 10. So count backwards from 10 and only bring us 10 heroes. That's how I've been doing. I've been mixing in the help with the ordering. You know, like... <laughs> We're going to start making burgers at the new restaurant, so we need some burger buns. So I had to work that in, you know. Steve, sometimes, you know, you know, every, it could feel like these women are a dime a dozen. Speaking of a dozen, can you bring us a dozen burger buns? <laughs> you know, but, you know, your wife is one of a kind, you know, she's she's a one of a kind person. Speaking of one, one pound of yeast tomorrow, Steve, will when that will suffice one pound of yeast. But your wife's a one of a kind lady and you should be, you know, grateful to have her. <laughs> Fucking Steve. He's a good guy, but goddamn, man, he's not He's not street savvy, you know. He he wasn't he wasn't born and bred to be uh you know, the the street smart type. He's he's the mark, you know what I mean? He's the type of dude that goes in and like when they play that three card money game, he's the one that thinks he's going to win, you know. Oh, well, try this game of chance. This young street I mean, where's there a three-card Monty table going on anymore? I mean, the last time I... It was like the Simpsons had it. I mean, three-card Monty. But you get what I'm saying. He's a mark. He's he's the guy that, you know, the con man looks for because they know they could sucker him. You know what I mean? Like, the stripper wants that guy because, you know, she could tell him about how he's, she's trying to go to college and he's going to tip a little more. You know, you play on his emotions because he's 
He's feeble-minded. The feeble-minded bread man. This weekend is Easter. Uh, we all know what Easter is all about. It's about the... Um, it's about, uh, you know, uh, a big bunny. No, of course, it's not about a big bunny. We all know that. It's about Jesus, of course. It's about Christ, our Lord and Savior. When he, uh, when he resurrected himself, he came, he came back. He, there was like a cave, and I think there was a rock in his way. And he like kind of moved the rock and kind of did like a baller entrance. Do you think he, he probably had a nice little swagger to his entrance, you know? I mean... He ha you would think he would have. I mean, it's kind of impressive. You were dead. You were crucified. You were deader than dead. Like, they fucked him up. I mean, Mel Gibson made a whole movie dedicated to how badly they fucked up Jesus before they killed him. Um. So, you know, uh, that's what the day's about. It's... it's it's about Mel Gibson. No, it's about um, it's about Jesus and him, you know, coming back wearing the four five and uh, <laughs> coming out of retirement. I guess you know everybody thought after he took the beat down and got murdered that he was done, but he wasn't. And he came out of that cave, and everybody was like, "Oh shit, Jesus is back!" And he was like, "What up?" And they were like, oh, man, we all thought you were dead. He was like, no, I was. You're, you're right. You, you, didn't, you didn't think wrong. You, you were absolutely correct. I, I was totally dead. I'm like, wow. But now that you're back, you must. Uh, God must have had some sort of plan for you or something. He's like, yeah, that's because I'm the, the, the son of God. I'm, I'm God as well. Like, oh, fuck. That's pretty wild. That's wild shit, Jesus. And then he's like, listen, so um, I got to give you guys a message. And they were like, oh, all right. What do you got for us, Jesus? I like the way people in my version of the Bible talk, by the way. So they were like, what do you got, Jesus? What, what's on your mind? And he was like, well, first I want to apologize for all the all those carpentry jobs I took that I won't be finishing because I, I died. And they're like, well, you're back now. You could finish the work. He's like, no, I think I'm good on that. I think I, you know, after talking to God, I, uh, who's my father, by the way, I, uh, you know, don't think I need to really finish those jobs and somebody else can finish the jobs, you know, that I didn't. And then they're like, okay, it's a little rude. But what else you got, Jesus? And he was like, well, um, you guys know what podcasts are? And all the, all of his disciples were like, um, I don't, um, I don't think, what? What the fuck is a podcast? And, and Jesus was like, hey, listen, I'll, I'll tell you that you know they're not around yet we we got some time before they're around 
probably about 2,000 years. Like, oh, all right, well, we'll all be dead, so I don't know why you're telling us about podcasts now. He's like, motherfucker, I'm bringing you, you're going to get eternal life once you get to heaven. So once you get to heaven, you'll have podcasts eventually. Right now, you don't have them. You know, but relax, you'll have a podcast. Like, all right, how do I, what, what, what do you tell me about podcasts for, Jesus? I thought you're going to have a little something more profound from God. You know, if you went and you talked to God and you're coming back with this podcast thing, it must be important. And that's when Jesus was like, of course it's important. It's so important. I'm telling you guys 2,000 years in advance that there's one podcast that, stands out amongst them all and they're all kind of sat and they waited with bated breath they're like jesus don't keep us in suspense just tell us the deal and jesus was like well what you got to do is subscribe rate and review to a total degenerate podcast uh you can follow the podcast on instagram they're like instagram what the fuck is Instagram? Jesus is like, will you relax? You'll know eventually. Are you getting all fu- you're gonna fucking get all mad? I'm sorry, I came back to give you this to bestow you with this great information. I'm the son of God. I just came out of a fucking cave. You're gonna give me shit? All right, fuck you. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, fuck you. He kind of got a little full of himself. Once he did the, the whole die and resurrect thing, he got a little cocky. He started to feel, you know, he, like before that, he was like under the radar, Jesus. You know, people, you know, he had to scrap it out. He had to be, he was like a hungry, you know, a hungry point guard, you know, just trying to fucking make plays, find a way to get to the basket. Like now he's just, now he's LeBron. He's Now he's Jordan. And he knows he's, like, really good. So now he's being a little bit of a dick. So he tells the guy, he goes, fuck you. Fuck you. You're going to give me shit. Follow a total degenerate podcast on Instagram. Like, Jesus, we don't have phones. And he's like, you'll eventually get them. Relax. Everybody, you think 2,000 years is a long time. It's really not. Just try being married. Like, Jesus, you were married? No. No, I wasn't. I'm married to God. And they're like, well, isn't he your father? That's weird. And they're like, you know, shut up. Shut the... F- I mean, Jesus had to settle it down. It was okay. The questions were getting confusing and out of control. He's like, shut the fuck up. Everyone, shut up. You got to follow a total degenerate podcast on Instagram. Subscribe, rate, and review. Say nice words like you would about Jesus. And yeah, that's um, that's the story of Easter right there, folks. That's that's it. How Jesus spread the gospel about my podcast. So yeah, please subscribe, rate, and review. And for all those I have already, thank you. So it looks like Trump just got indicted. 34 counts. 34 counts. Now, I mean, 
people are going to go making a big deal. I mean, both. This is a classic. The truth always lies in the middle case, right? Because you got you got the liberals. You got the libs. The liberals are all very excited about the indictment. They're all like, we finally got him. We're going to bring him to justice just the way we thought we were going to 17,000 other times before this. We got him. He's going down for good. And it's like, yo, he's got the best lawyers in the world. He's got all of the money in the world. He's got basically the backing of an entire political party. Um, he's got half the country on his side. Like, whether you want to admit it or not, uh, like, just, like, I'll put it to you this way. OJ got acquitted, and he didn't have the resources and popularity of Trump. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying Trump is definitely not going to jail. If you think that this ends with Trump in jail, I got a bridge to sell you. It's not happening like that. It's never going to happen like that because it does not happen like that for uh, like rich people ever. Especially, you know, rich white guys with old money. Um. Yes, yeah, so that's not happening. He's not going to jail. Like, no matter what they get to stick on him, it's all going to be pled down and agreed upon that he'll fucking, you know, it'll be like, you know, a house arrest and he pays a fine and maybe a public apology or some shit, but which I, that's definitely not happening. I, I don't think Trump's ever going to admit that he did something wrong. So, you know, uh, yeah, you got to get that fucking idea out of your head. Uh, that's definitely um, not realistic. And then, you know, on the, the flip side, the conservatives, they all want to make it out. It's a witch hunt. It's a political witch hunt. There's absolutely no validity to anything being said. We didn't need to read a single, like, they, the, the indictment wasn't even out yet. And you already heard everybody being like, all the conservatives being like, it's bullshit. There's no truth to it. He did nothing wrong. They're just, it's a witch hunt. And it's like, yo, do you realize that you, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy for you guys at this point where you don't even want to actually hear any of the facts of the case before you just immediately jump to a conclusion that everything he did was above board and honest and decent. Like, he's definitely done some dirt. Can you at least admit that? Can you at least come clean with the idea that, like, the guy that you worship isn't, uh, you know, a squeaky clean dude? He's gotten his hands dirty. I mean, he was banging a porn star and had to pay her off to shut the fuck up about it. Like, and hey, I God bless him, I guess. You know, I mean, I wish I could bang porn. I, I wish that was my problem. You know what I mean? I wish that was my problem, that I was fucking a porn star and had to pay her off. I, I, I can only dream of a life where that was, I had to get the, the boys in the war room together, get the lawyers 
and figure out how to get the hush money to shut this bitch up. I wish that was my problem. But so like, it's a dream type of problem to have in a sense. But my point being is, if you don't think he's ever done anything shady, you're just being delusional. Like, they're not just going to investigate this guy just because they don't like him. There's been plenty of political figures who've come along through the years that were not liked. Um, and their adversaries would have loved to seen them, uh, you know, fail miserably. But they didn't go, oh, he's a criminal and we should lock him away in jail forever. You know, there's this weird, ro- and I've said this before, it's a weird romanticization, uh, romanticizing, romanticization, that's not a word, romanticizing of like throwing your political adversaries into prison. It's become very strange. We we all seem to want to do it, where it's like whoever we don't like, whether it's Hillary Clinton, whether it's Trump, whether it's somebody else, like, the, the immediate solution is, well, let's just throw them in b- behind bars and never let them see the light of day again. And it's like, guess what? That's not happening to any of these people. They're way too connected. They know all the sleazy fucking players in the game and they have dirt on them too. So at the end of the day, one guy's going to show his fucking cards. The other guy's going to show his cards. And, you know, it's a dick measuring contest. That's really what's going on. And... <laughs> you know, you're going to slap the dicks on the table. You're going to see who's is longer. And nobody really wins. Everybody loses because you're staring at two old wrinkled dicks. Like, there's nothing enjoyable about it. And that's the truth. The American people all just lose. We all lose when we sit and have these dumb arguments about what politicians should be locked away in fucking prison forever. Unless you have literally a video of Trump murdering a fucking nun in like the middle of the street. You're never going to get him locked away forever. Um, ultimately all of his financial crimes and his white collar crimes is shit that has been going on and being done by all sorts of people forever. And you know, uh, they're going to protect him in the sense to protect themselves or whatever. I don't know how it's exactly going to play out. All I do know is he's definitely not going to jail. Definitely not going to jail. And, you know, uh, there's a very uh, highly unlikely chance that any of this amounts to anything that major. I mean, it is pretty crazy that a former president was indicted on criminal charges. That's for sure. But, um... Ultimately, I think nothing comes of this. I think it's all a big fucking jerk fest and a waste of time. So don't get too fucking caught up in it. Then again, I will say there will be something entertaining about it if it goes to trial. I hope there's a trial because it would be fun to watch Trump talk shit in the media. Then like, you know, the media fire back and I don't know, those courtroom paintings drawings I want to see a nice courtroom drawing of Trump while he's on the stand and the video record uh, the audio recording of him like I don't know everybody says I'm innocent they go around they say Donald Trump is innocent that's what they say I don't know whatever he would say I I just wanted to do my Trump impression which isn't that good
But uh, yeah, it should it should be interesting, I guess. But it's that certainly, if you're of the belief that we finally got him, guess again. And if you're of the belief that it's a total witch hunt with no validity whatsoever, you're also an idiot. So um, you know, enjoy and continue to live in a political binary where uh, nothing ever makes sense because you have blinders on and you don't want to live in reality. Just working out the Easter Sunday plans with the fam. Looks like we'll be doing a little brunch, which I'm I'm always a fan of a, a nice brunch. I'm a basic bitch white person. Who doesn't like a little bit of brunch in their life? I do. Um, yeah, you know, bacon and eggs. That's That's really all I need. Then we'll sit there and we'll pretend to watch uh, the most uh, ridiculous display of um, stupidity I've ever had to witness. Because I witnessed it for the first time last year when we did a uh, basically a one-person Easter egg hunt. Where it was my niece. I have three nieces and one of them seven and the other two are, are infants. They're, they're like one-year-old babies. So, you know, uh, basically the seven-year-old, Gracie, she, uh, she wins by default, uh, obviously, because there's no real competition. The two babies aren't actually searching for Easter eggs. They're just kind of crawling on the ground and drooling and staring at the ceiling fan. And, you know, they don't really have a clue of what the fuck they're doing or what's going on around them. Meanwhile, here's Gracie, and she's running from bush to bush, grabbing each egg, acting like a hot shot, you know. Um, it's all a little fucking obnoxious, if you ask me. I, I can't help but feel like we're we're giving this kid, you know, we're, we're fluffing up her ego a little bit. Because then she's, like, dancing around. She's like, look how many Easter eggs I got. And it's like, yeah, there's nobody else that really, like, if it was me versus you, even though I'm fat and out of shape, I would have fucking dominated you because you can't even, you can't even reach where some of the eggs were. I would have shoved her to the ground if I had to. Whatever I had to do to win, I wouldn't want to hurt her, but I would have, yeah, I could have, I could have picked her up and put her under one of my arms and carried her, and there's no way she could have gotten out of my grasp. And I would have been able to go grab the other eggs with my left hand and just gotten as many eggs as possible. You know what I mean? She would have lost. I, but obviously, I'm not going against her. That's not reasonable. So the only competition is the babies. And, you know, she's going to act like, you know, she won some real big thing. She didn't do shit. You're fucking, you know, kid, let, you know, it's just embarrassing. It's an embarrassing display. And I'm, I, I, for one, think I need to have a conversation with my sister where we figure out a way to put this showboating little bitch into her place. You know, hey, listen, not everything's going to be a W, kid. Sometimes you got to take the L. And maybe this Easter, you take the L. I don't know how we do it. We just got to cheat. I guess we have to cheat to make sure that the seven-year-old loses so that she doesn't, you know, we, we don't keep inflating this ego of hers. It's getting a little too big, a little, you know, a little too uh, 
big for her britches. That's that's the words I was looking for. She's getting a little too big for her britches. So it's time to knock her down a peg. That's what I'm going to spend my Easter doing. That's what Christ would have wanted, would be me to check the ego of a seven-year-old. Because I'm a good uncle. That's uh, That's really why. I mean, I really am... I got her best interest in mind. You know, it's important to stay humble. This fucking guy, you know, again, now he's bread. I'm getting bread guy is back again and he's just texting me and. uh, Let's see what he had to say. Let's see what bread guy has to say. Mike, please give me a call when you can. Sounds like he needs it's another emergency situation. Where we gotta, he's gotta break down his entire life story for me. So I guess I gotta make that phone call now and be like, oh yeah, this, this, and this. Fucking enlightening. Can't we just, can't you just bring the bread? You can't just bring the fucking bread, could you? Never just be about the bread. Whatever. Fuck this guy. All right. Until next week. (laughs) 